This is Chris Joslin welcoming you to the second season of The Chris Joslin Show. I am your host, as always, and welcome to this new season. It's going to be an exciting one. We're going to have guests. We're going to have commentary. We're going to have some roundtables. We're going to have a lot of exciting stuff to help continue to provide information and analysis and curated, aggregated conversations about the transportation logistics environment today, where it has been in the past, the volatility we see in the environment, and where we think it's going in the future. It's exciting times, it's volatile times, but that means there's opportunities inside of that volatility. And we're here to discuss those kinds of things. Today we are brought to you by iLevelLogistics.com coming across your screen at this moment. It is a place where we curate and aggregate information. We create articles. We create graphs and, and analysis for things that are going on in the transportation logistics industry. It's a great place to learn and grow if you're becoming a professional in this very, very wide variety of transportation products and services that are out there. Uh, so join us, part, be part of the daily, sign up so that something comes to your inbox on a daily basis so you can stay attuned to what's going on out there. We are also sponsored today by Orion Solutions Group. This is a company that it, whether you're a, a, an employer looking for a set of eyes and ears and something to help your company grow or expand or bridge the new gaps in the new technologies, etc., or whether you're a person looking to move from one company to another or establish a career path in the transportation logistics industry. They also have divisions that look into other industries, but for the most part, as far as this podcast is concerned, we talk about transportation logistics. And they, Orion Solutions Group, are experts placing experts. You don't need to look anywhere else. You don't need to go on any of those other sites. You can get a hold of Orion Solutions Group, which is coming across your screen at this moment, and a contact information is there. Get a hold of them. They are experts placing experts, and you couldn't get with a better company to do such. I am very pleased to start this season out with a new guest, one that I've known for several years, and, and we'll talk about his history a little bit. But Brad Young is a principal at a company called Third Axiom Solutions. And I, I love any of these companies that end with solutions because there are plenty of challenges out there and people and companies that come up with solutions to those challenges are people that we like to talk to and, and address and understand. He is into big analytics and has attempted in his career to do all kinds of things to help make companies more efficient. So without any further ado, let's welcome Mr. Brad Young. So welcome, Brad, to the Chris Johnson Show Season 2. So I, I believe you're my first guest on season two. So, I mean, if I have some some production noise that I can put in the background with clapping and everything else, I'll do that in post. But welcome, welcome aboard. You are a Thanks. principal of Third Axiom Solutions, which I got to tell you, any company with the name Solutions in it is right up my alley because we all need those. There's plenty of challenges out there. Well, first off, thanks for having me, Chris. And and absolutely, right? That's the name of the game in our business is, you know, being able to understand our customers' business problems and bring a solution that solves those. So uh very, very timely to have that in our in our company name. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, a lot of people talk about our industry as the transportation industry. And I, I think that's kind of the general consensus. But I, I love the term supply chain more than any of the other monikers that that outsiders or insiders put on our industry and because it's such a visual thing, you know, you've got all these dynamic links in a chain that helps something to go from, you know, cradle to grave. I, maybe the grave is not the right thing to use these days but <laughs> from, from, 
from origin to fruition, perhaps. And, uh, you know, getting efficiencies into those categories, strengthening those links is, it's, I think one of our, it's probably a job one, really. But, but before we get into that, let me, let me, let me ask so that the, the audience knows who you are, what you're about, what's your, what's your history? Are you brand new to the transportation industry, which I doubt sincerely, or, or do you have some history that you'd like to tell us about? I'm, uh, I'm, uh. I'm an, I'm an industry, I'm a grizzled veteran of the transportation and logistics industry. So, um, you, you know, look, I think, you know, we, if you're in the transportation industry, you don't necessarily age at, at that uh, standard one for one year rate. Um, but I've been in the business now for about 25 plus years, Chris. So uh, 23 of those, um, you know, on the 3PL brokerage side with a company called Mo Transportation, which you're familiar with. Um, and then the last two years with uh, Third Axiom Solutions. So got an opportunity to jump on the the uh, technology startup side for our industry and really bring my subject matter expertise to uh, to technology and, and allowing customers to implement that and get the business benefit. So uh, got an opportunity to take the startup route. Well, if I remember correctly, a, a lot of your engagement uh, probably not to start, but certainly through the back end of your your tenure with Mode, was really technologically focused anyway, bringing their systems to a place that customers could utilize it to become more efficient. Is that correct? It is. I'm an ops guy um, at heart, but uh, got an opportunity to get into technology along my career journey, and that's that's really where I found my passion and my why. And and uh, you know, ultimately had responsibility of mode there, um, you know, in the latter part of my my time with the technology strategy roadmap and then delivery of that. So absolutely um, got got to get into the uh, the technology space. You know, it's funny because today, especially with the younger generation coming through university and there are logistics programs or a lot of things that people can get into now that that drive uh, personnel into our space. But there's this uh kind of um disposition if you will or viewpoint that these technologies are just there they're ready already there's 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 something behind there but you know they've they've been invented already the apis are there the edi situations are already in place just to be utilized but you're kind of behind the curtain in the developmental side of this stuff too correct yeah, so we, uh, you know, we're in that startup phase, so we all wear any and all hats, you know, within the company life cycle. So, you know, product roadmap, um, you know, development of that, don't have fingers on the keyboards, but, you know, bringing, I'm kind of the idea guy, right? That's always, um, you know, where I've been able to be successful with technology is bridging the gap between the technology and the customers and the use of that. Uh, so a third axiom you know, really helping to define and, and, uh, you know, enhance our product, um, you know, bringing those business problems to the table as we talk to customers or prospects. And then, you know, my chief, uh, my chief responsibility is really to generate sales and marketing and, you know, grow our, uh, grow our customer base. Utilize your network and your grizzled veteran experience to make some things happen, right? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And, and that's, that's one of the things that's been really exciting for me, Chris, is that, you know, having had experience in the industry, you know, running operations, um, you know, working with our carriers and our customers and our product lines, you know, brokerage and managed transportation. You know, I have that background that, 
you know, really establishes credibility and lends itself to the discussion with our prospects and our customers because I've been in their seat. And so the ability to, you know, understand what they're talking about and translate that into solutions, um, you know, that goes a long way, especially with where freight tech and log tech is these days with, you know, everybody jumping into the space um, and trying to create that app that solves everybody's problems. You know, you don't you don't get that industry expertise coupled with the technology, um, you know, that helps the customer get the business benefit. So you strike me, having known you for a little while in, in the way you go about discussing these things is kind of the lack of a better way to put it, maybe the voice of reason in the tech space. And what I mean by that is obviously you have the acumen to discuss details about people's platforms, what they need, what they don't, because you need to have the expertise to be able to quote unquote, sell your, your service, or your product. But at the same time, you're not, uh, I don't know if the best way to put it is you're not a uh, a tech geek dumping their information on somebody, you know what I mean? And, and so that's a, sure. that's a huge sure. plus in our industry. Yeah, it really is. And, but I, I got to ask you that the name third axiom, it's a very interesting name for a yep. company. Is there, is there a story behind that? There, there is. So, um, you know, we have three co-founders that started third axiom, a um, couple of former early employees from Mercury Gate, Brian Armiri and Lauren Berman, uh, and then another grizzled transportation veteran by the name of Tim Story that's, you know, been a long time entrepreneur in the industry. Um, Brian and Lauren came up with the name, you know, this is their third go round from an entrepreneurial perspective. And if you look up Axiom, um, you know, in the dictionary, really, it's that, you know, single version of the truth, right? And so, uh, you know, when you're talking about data and analytics, and, and, you know, having having that single version of the truth and bringing that forward, um, you know, that's that's where they came up with third axiom solutions. So but as, now, as sometimes it, we have to tell people, hey, yeah, we have solutions, but we like to bring product to solve your solutions, not necessarily consulting and services. Right. So, so it's so. the truth. Three point <laughs> is what you're telling me. Right. <laughs> you know, it's very yes, funny that, exactly. you, that you say it like that, because our industry in general has changed dramatically of course over our tenure in the business it's it's night and day but there's always been specifically technological gaps in how operation proceeds and does its business in the past when a lot of these technologies were either unavailable or too expensive to get their uh, company's hands around people just simply throw bodies at things you know, more, more people to do data entry, more people to make check calls, more people to analyze either some statistics that come in and kind of collate them in spreadsheet fashions, things like that, and kind of develop the ability to critically think about those things using sets of data that is disparate. It's all over the place. So I would imagine the job one for a company like yours is to try to take these different versions of all these analytics and compile them in a way that's understandable for people that are coming in. That's probably the C-suite for sure, but also for people making the ground level decisions on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, Chris. I mean, we want to deliver um, insights and answers, you know, to all levels of the stakeholders in the organization, those on the front line, 
Um, you know, but definitely the C-suite, you know, that's looking to try and understand the trends in their business, you know, where they need to go take action, where they need to deploy those resources. But what we're trying to do is really deliver a business intelligence and AI um, software solution specific to the transportation logistics industry, right? You know, we know this business, um, you know, we, we know the kinds of problems that people are trying to answer. And so, you know, bringing that that platform solution to the table 100 percent. I mean, we, we want to deliver insights and answers to whoever needs it, wherever they need it, when they need it. You know, those are kind of the the, the main things that we work through. Um, from yeah, I, us I would imagine that your software suite is pretty malleable. It's it's pretty nimble. You, it would have to be in some way, shape, or form, but it probably also has particular focal points. You, you've been doing this for a couple of years now with Third Axiom, right? So you've probably seen, you know, specific needs that are maybe greater than others with kind of your sweet spot of, of who you're calling on. Are there things that you can tell us about that, that are most focal? Yeah, we we were we were able to take the first year of our existence and really build out the platform. So, you know, Tim, Brian and Lauren um, are the financial backing behind the company. So we're we're one of those companies that's bootstrapped. And, you know, the opportunity was for us to talk to people in the industry, you know, understand what problems they were trying to solve. Um, you know, the other thing was what appealed to Brian and Lauren, because, you know, these guys were, uh, you know, they're the type of of. Um, builders that like the challenge, right? They want something that's going to challenge them and make it exciting. And they always had a desire to tackle, you know, data and analytics. Um, and, and so what we see, what we saw in our industry, right? It's, it's, is you talked about it as those spreadsheet warriors, <laughs> you know, they don't necessarily have a reporting and analytics solution. They're pulling the data out of the TMS. They're going and trying to find the market data. You know, they got their goals and their targets and they're bringing it together and, in pivot tables or access databases. And that's how they're, you know, that's how they're generating their, their insight into their business. But a lot of times it's heavy lifting, it's elbow grease. And by the time you get everything ready to kind of look and see where you need to go take action, it's already the next time frame, right? The next problem has cropped up and, and you've lost that ability really to take that, that data and, and what you've generated and, and, you know, see the insights and take action. So that was definitely one area where we saw an immediate opportunity. The other thing was that, you know, with advanced technology and the abundance of that data out there, you know, now there was the opportunity for us to, you know, move people's perspective up from just static dashboards and things that had already taken place in their business and really move that perspective up to more real time. You know, because the technology exists today to, you know, ingest data, you know, get the data into our platform as that shipment is moving through its life cycle. And so what we wanted to do is leverage data science and machine learning to run models or, or sophisticated rule sets to bring those things to people's attention, you know, in near real time so they could go action it. Right. Why, why right. have it be a statistic on the dashboard that's already occurred that they can't do anything about and move that forward and allow them to go, you know, take action before the shipment even picks up or while it's in transit. Right. Um, you know, that's very important for us as well is to, to move that decision making, um, you know, up to that more near real time. Right. Well, um, historical data is great. 
to to use utilize to start to see patterns and everything. But if it can be translated, especially with you know ML and AI, machine learning and, and uh, artificial intelligence, to be a forecasting tool based on historical pattern, that is a real tool, something that can really bring not just efficiencies and learning from your history, but it can help determine the next steps and make things easier and more effective for, for a particular company. Well, and, and I think that, you know, for us, really our roadmap and where we're trying to take, you know, our, our technology and our solution is, you know, I think of it in four buckets, Chris, is, you know, you identify what's going on, then you're explaining kind of why that is occurring. Then you're telling them, okay, here's, you know, what your options are. And if you take, you know, one or two of these options, here's the potential outcome, right? I mean, that, that ultimately for us is, you know, where the platform and our roadmap take us um, so that you can, you know, I always thought about AI and machine learning and technology would ultimately replace people in the operation. But over the years, I've, I've come to change my mentality that really we're enhancing a person's ability to execute and to take action. And so that, you know, the, the, the quicker that you can provide them the inputs and what may happen if they make certain decisions, then you're arming them to, to, to do that. And, and in our, our business, you know, with it being so volatile and things changing so fast, um, you know, we think that's invaluable to uh, all yeah. stakeholders in an organization. Yeah, well, I, I always look at a lot of these things, whether it's technologies or, or a variety of things in our in our world today, and people tend to give them intrinsic values that aren't there. What they really are is tools uh, with possible applications, and those applications are always dictated by the human element involved in whatever the process is. I mean, I, I laugh and I, I talk to people all the time about this sort of thing, and, you know, you use the analogy of a you know, a, a screwdriver that you would use as compared to a power tool, you know, both can, you know, create the same end result for you, but one does it a hell of a lot faster and a hell of a lot better. Right. And so that's, that's the evolution of these technologies. And I remember however long ago I used to work for hub group and they were beginning the process at the time of, of really doing data warehousing. And I remember how excited I was about that idea. I was like, they're taking everything and putting it in this giant virtual warehouse of data points because they had all these agencies all over the country. There was a large company. I think it was, this was before it was a billion dollar company, but they, they, they had all that data and I was like, okay, let's use it. Right. Unfortunately, nobody knew how to use it. You know, I could see the potential. I'm sure a lot of us could see the potential of where that would go. So roll forward 25 years from then. And it's amazing to me that there are still companies out there that aren't utilizing these things. I think it's usually a, a price issue because people would have to go out and buy some kind of suite of software. They couldn't go and subscribe as, as I think you guys offer, correct? Yeah. So, so, you know, over the last, I guess, year and a half since we've been on the market and I talked to people, it usually boils down to, you know, one of two things, right? One, uh, what you talked about, it's that it's that cost of ownership. It's the resources that are going to be involved. It's the time to implement. And, you know, for most transportation companies, you know, we, we know that they want to move freight, right? Or they want to manage their customers um, network. And so that's the opportunity we saw is to bring that complete analytic solution you know, specifically with 
with all the transportation knowledge behind that. And so, you, you know, that you just plug in and away you go. Um, and, and it really, the data sources that we can bring in, you know, are across a multitude. Most people have their TMS or their proprietary operating system. Um, but that's, that's kind of one is you're correct, the, the cost. The other thing we see is really starting that analytics journey. Oh, my data is not clean. Yeah. I don't know how to get access to it. You know, I don't know what to do with it. And so there's kind of that, that fear of, or that paralyzation to even take that first step. Right. Um, and, and, and you know what, Chris, we even find with people that have an analytics solution that there's oftentimes an opportunity for us as well, because they may be using a Power BI or a Tableau, um, but but they're not able to handle transportation data or they're struggling to bring all their data sources together to even, you know, put an analytic solution on. Yeah. Um, and then you get into the data science piece. And now we have a platform that lets you do data science without having to go hire a data scientist or a machine learning engineer. You know, we built those models that have those transportation guardrails. So we're, we're, we're slowly kind of knocking down, um, you know, the cost to be able to develop and deploy these um, in companies' business. I would think you brought up a very good point that I hadn't, you know, I hadn't thought about in terms of the application of a, of a, a system like you have, or a, a, I guess it would be an additive solution to a TMS, right? Yep. And, and that is the, the cleanliness of the data. I mean, I, I know very few companies that have very clean data. There's always something missing because, you know, from an operational standpoint, human beings love to put into the systems the minimum requirement that the railroads or the, you know, brokered carriers or whoever they're dealing with just to get something moving and going and finalization. And a lot of the data that probably allows your tech to give true solutions and true forecasting uh, ideas and directions needs clean data. Is there a process of scrubbing that goes on when you engage with a client? Yeah, so there's there's a couple of different ways that we attack that data integrity and data governance is, you know, the onboarding, there is time associated with, all right, let's talk about your data, you know, how are you using it, you know, what business problems do you want to solve, and that lets us know kind of what data and what elements to bring in, um, but with any, you know, business intelligence an analytics solution, you have that front end where you're loading the data, you're transforming it or enhancing it. And so we, we have a couple of different ways to do that. You can do it up front, but then within the solution, you can also enhance or transform your data once it's in the platform. So it doesn't come in and, and be static. So, you know, we can add things to the data. Um, we can write rules to clean it up to, to really, you know, ultimately you got it right. You have to drive back to the process and the business. But we're trying to enable people to give them tools to to do that, you know, during the load and after the load as well, so that they don't get paralyzed by, I, I can't start my analytics journey because I can't even, I don't really even know my data. I don't trust it. Well, that's part of what we can do is to to help them with that. I imagine it's a bit of a circular problem too, because if, if you can convince your potential partner, client to engage with you guys, you can start with kind of the, the, the higher altitude pieces of data. And that will, as soon as you have that in place, I would assume that it will allow enough efficiency for the people that are entering the data not to take as many shortcuts, right? 
and to start filling yeah, yeah. in those gaps. I mean, I often find that there's two conversations that we have, right? One is that, you know, first, hey, I recognize we want to go tackle analytics and we want to have that capability in our organization. You know, you guys are more cost effective than me going and build my own data warehouse, storing it, you know, getting Power BI and having people service that. That's kind of the first first piece. But then the second piece is really then talking to, you know, those people on the front line about, hey, you know, we can help you enhance productivity. We can improve profitability. We can avoid cost. You know, your customers, you know, in our business, a lot of times, you know, you want to get stickiness with your customers. So we enhance companies' capabilities because they can roll the analytics out to their customers. And so a lot of the times it's getting and talking to those people about what are the problems you're having and how you can help them to solve those. Because you hit the nail on the head, that human component, you know, you want them to use the technology. You want them to find value. You know, you don't want it to sit on the shelf and be part of the tech stack that, you know, people scratch their head at and say, you know, are we really getting value out of this? Especially nowadays with where the economy's at and, and how the market's turned. Um, you know, you, you know, know you got to tell them how they're going to get that ROI. Well, you know, it's really interesting. And I, I would imagine that, you know, there's a, a possible entry into a lot of different, you know, prospects via different levels in their company. But primarily, I would imagine C-suite is 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 the attack point, I, I would think, because I, I know from having owned my own companies for 15 years as well, that the worst thing in the world is to have some teammates come in and share data for their division or whatever that they're doing without the proper backup to support it. And if, if instead there's a way to bring in, you know, dashboards that are driven by the systems you already have in place, then you take out the biases that, that personnel would bring into it. And I, I don't know if I'm stating that correctly, but clear decision-making from any level within a company has to be driven by people that are looking at the same information, not, you know, disparate types of information all over so that you never can come to a decision. So I, I would imagine that you have a robust dashboard program of some kind that, that enables people to do that. Yeah, we do. I mean, you know, if you think about that complete analytics solution, I mean, the visualization and telling the story of your, your business and your data is absolutely um, a key component, right? But I think, you know, where we even try to take them is, you know, using that insight in the AI and the ML and the rule sets to look for the trends, to bring those, um, you know, to the forefront of what's going on in their network right now. So before they even get in that meeting, you know, with the dashboard, you know, they're talking to the C-suite or they're talking to the customer about, look, here's where the issues we, we caught them and here's the action that we took, right? Versus right. standing in front of them. And, and, and look, you've been there probably as well before as me as the customer looks at you and says, you know, why do I have to find this out? Or, you know, why, why did I see this? And, and, you know, why are you here telling, what are you doing about this? Right. I mean, we've all been in those meetings or those quarterly business reviews where you're, where you, you know, you look down at the ground and start, you know, hemming and hawing. Um, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. Exactly. Then you're like, okay, what kind of word salad can I come up with to, to make this you're go like, away? <laughs> you're like, what time is my flight this afternoon? Oh, I have to head to the airport. I'm sorry. Can we pick this up later? Oh man, it, you you are absolutely correct. And and you know, there, there's a dance that you do with your your client partners. Of course, there always is. And and solutions are ever evolving anyway. Which 
you know, kind of comes to my next question. You know, you, a lot of people create these platforms and they, they have a, a focus point for the customer itself and their internal data and everything else. But I, I have often been frustrated by developing RFPs or our, you know, mainly RFPs for people or companies without a full understanding of the broader industry analytics and, and information that's out there. And what I mean by that, just to kind of clarify, is you go after particular lanes of business for a brokerage or on the rail side or a mobile marketing company, whatever the case may be, you go after particular lanes of business, but you don't fully understand that on the other side of that, uh, you know, a big competitor might be going after the opposite. So when, when, when you think you're going to be able to balance your RFP with higher rates for one lane and lower rates for another, and then you get, you get awarded the stuff that makes you $5 and the competitor gets awarded the stuff that makes $500. And, and then you have an agreement for a year that you can't get away from. So I, I guess what I'm saying is when your analytic tools are involved, it sounds like it's very comprehensive as far as whatever that company is doing itself. But is there a layer that, that you can apply to that that gives those companies a viewpoint from a, a higher level, from an industry level? Yeah. So, so one of the things I always experienced in my career, Chris, is that not only did you have your, your network and, and what you were executing and how you were performing, but you had that market data um, and those market sources and market conditions, but then you also had your targets, your goals, you, you know, you had all this data and, um, you know, I, I, I kind of um, use this, this term data convergence. So, so we bring all that together in the platform. So, you know, we can get your network, we can get your history, we have all that data, but then we are also letting you load up your goals, your targets, your lanes, you know, maybe things that you've been on before. So to keep that kind of that, that external data where you can measure yourself, but then we're also connected to um, all the rate data sources out there, finding the market conditions. And so the convergence of that data really, to me, gives you that 360 degree view of your business, how you're performing against your goals, targets and metrics, and then benchmarking yourself to, you know, how your peers or how the market, you know, that that is really sweet. That is really sweet because it gives uh, from a from a personal standpoint, I've had, you know, different data come at me that allows me to make a better decision, but there's always this leap that you have to take, right? And the more layers of information you can put on top of that decision-making process before you had the final decision to make, the better. And some of those are outside layers. Some of them are forecasting layers. Some of them are probably more uh, attuned to the specific needs or missions of the particular clients you're looking for. So if, if, a set of service parameters are more important than a particular level of profitability, for instance, then you have to create an algorithm that determines the priorities of those things. And it sounds like your platform really is nimble enough to handle those multiple variant pieces. It is. So, I mean, you know, we, we our, our ideal customers are, you know, brokerages, 3PLs, you know, perform and manage transportation. Um, you know, shippers within the transportation logistics departments, you know, we know technology a lot of times doesn't work its way down um, to those departments, although the problems in the supply chain are probably changing 
um, that view these days. And so depending upon, you know, that persona and the role they're playing, you know, and what they're trying to do, you know, whether it's the business problem is customers, carriers, margin, lanes, you know, service, accessorials, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, you, you determine the features that you want to set up and, and the things that you want to attack, you know, is there, is there a trend in accessorials across these sites? You know, is there a trend in my margin over the last four to six weeks that says, you know, maybe I haven't seen a total shift in that lane, but I'm starting to see a degradation, you know, calling that out. And so it's really, you know, those patterns in your business that you may not see that, you know, we bring your attention to so that you can take action. That's awesome. That really is. And, and you know, ultimately, this conversation for me is is about managing efficiencies um, with, within the supply chain. But, uh, you know, from, from my standpoint, Brad, the, and I think I said this at the very beginning, I, I uh, you know, I, I love the term supply chain. I, I think that it's a great visualization and, and, you know, people will have debates in their own particular supply chains within the context of their companies and who they work with, how many links there should be and how sturdy each of those links are, et cetera. But the one that I can definitely tell anybody that wants to listen is that you can, you can focus in on the technological aspect, the data, data analytics or the lack of those analytics and strengthen at least one link in that supply chain. And it sounds like Third Axiom has a solution that is very beneficial for people. So I, I think you've got a, a great product on your hand. No, we're, we're excited. You know, um, from my prior experience of implementing a TMS and then building the analytics solution and, and seeing the things that, you know, I experienced and, you know, the missteps that we took and being able to, you know, put something together that, you know, really addresses those and, and, you know, allows people to quickly implement the technology and get the business benefit. Uh, it's been exciting. You know, I, like I said, I've always been the idea guy and working with a couple of people that are far smarter than me that can take those ideas and, and turn that into software and functionality. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's been a cool journey. That's very cool. That is fantastic stuff. And, and, uh, you know, I just kind of finish up, because I've taken about a half hour of your time already, and I know you're a busy guy. But where can people <laughs> find you? Where can they find Axiom Solutions if they want to learn more about this and understand kind of where their companies need to yeah, go and how you, know, you guys can um, be part of the solution? Absolutely, Chris. Um, you, you know, we're on the web, thirdaxiomsolutions.com. Um, but also hit me up on LinkedIn, you know, Brad Young. Um, you know, I'd love to uh, roll up my sleeves and, talk to people about, you know, what are the business problems that, that they're trying to solve and, and, you know, how can, how can data and analytics do that for them? That is awesome. Well, I can't thank you enough for spending some time with us again. The the first guest on, on season two for the Chris Joslin show. And, and it was a pleasure having you aboard. And, and I think uh, I would love at some point in the near future to take a deep dive into, to kind of your, your viewpoint of where, our industry is going from, from the analytics standpoint, because some of this stuff seems like it's, it's progressed a ways, but it's still at its infancy. It's still at its place where people aren't using it correctly yet. hundred percent, Chris. And I think, you know, operate, you know, for us, we've operationalized it, right. Where it's not static. You can actually bring data in and take advantage of that to really, 
you know, move the business forward. And that's that's what's been exciting about, um, you know, our product is it works. It's part of your tech stack, right? It's not a replacement for anything. Great. Well, thank you again, Brad. It's much appreciated. And I look forward to the next time we being able to talk to you. Yeah, I, I look forward to being a repeat guest. I, I love that I'm the first one and, uh, you know, hope I make the cut. Very good. All right. Take care. and We'll be talking to you real soon. Big thanks again to Mr. Brad Young for spending some time with us and really schooling us on what analytics are about, how his company, Third Axiom Solutions, can be a part of the, as, as the saying says, or as the title says, part of the solution and not part of the, the problem, which is something we all want to be. So again, thank you very much, Brad, for joining us today. And, and as always, guys, we're on multiple audio platforms out there. We are also on YouTube. You can you can find us at uh, Bytes, J-O-Z-B-Y-T-E-S. That'll probably be rebranded into the Chris Joslin Show at some point or a page on YouTube. But come see us. Come join us. Come and comment. Join the conversation, good or bad. If you have doubts about what we say or if you agree, please comment. Please uh, subscribe. And uh, we'll be seeing you next time on the Chris Joslin Show.